Securities offered through Cambridge Investment Research Incorporated, a broker-dealer, member FINRA, SIPC. Advisory services through Cambridge Investment Research Advisors Incorporated, a registered investment advisor. Cambridge and Clear Vista Financial are not affiliated. Discussions in this show should not be construed as specific recommendations or investment advice. Always consult with your investment professional before making important investment decisions. Welcome, everyone. Welcome to the first episode of 2022 for the Spend Life Well Show. I'm Mark Trice, your host. I am joined in the studio by my co-host, Jesse Hamilton. Hey, hey, everybody. And Matt Boudreaux. Hey, Happy New Year. Happy New Year, guys. Uh, you know, it was an exciting time. I hope you all enjoyed your holiday during the during Christmas season. So, guys, you know, one of the things that, you know, one of the big things that people do when they go into a new year is they make New Year's resolutions. Yes, they do. Did you guys make any? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Eat less. Always. Spend less money. Yep. Lose Eat weight. Less, lose weight. Exercise more. Yeah. Yeah, those are typical ones. Isn't it part of those New Year resolutions? Yeah. People coming out of spending more and eating more, so it's always a good time to... To, to dial it back. Exactly. Right. And so a lot of people also really decide that they're going to get a hold of their finances in the new year. Now, we found that uh, the average New Year's resolution lasts about uh, two weeks. So we're going to talk today about uh, making sure your New Year's resolution to get control of your finances and maybe pay down some debt lasts much longer and well into the new year and that 2022 will become a year that you become debt-free. So guys, you know, why do people have so much debt? There's a lot of different reasons, but, you know, we just came out of the holiday season, and so many people are surprised by Christmas every year because it it just all of a sudden pops up. I don't know why they're surprised. It's the same day every year. That's what I've heard. Yeah, it is the same day. (laughs) December 25th happens every year. Uh, and even on leap years, same day, December 25th. So people don't, don't really plan for that, and they always end up spending more than they intended. And that oftentimes means that they end up with more credit card debt than uh, they did the, the previous year. So that's, that, and of course, what have we been seeing with prices over the last 12 to 18 months? Huge inflation. Huge inflation. So that gift that you wanted for your niece Susie or the the present that you wanted to buy your your parents probably costs more than it did a year ago. And if so, it has a microchip in it, you might not even be able to find it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Semiconductors are in great uh, shortage right now. So we thought we'd spend this first episode of the year helping you along to work on your New Year's resolution to eliminate your debt. Does that sound good, guys? That sounds oh, great. Yeah. So what are people spending so much money on during the holidays, other than gifts? Well, not for me. I didn't, I didn't get any gifts at all. In you fact, didn't get any gifts? No. I mean, my children did, but they're usually, you know, homemade. And, <laughs> and said, no, no, I'm just joking. They, they did give me some wonderful gifts. So, But um, people are traveling. Uh, they're eating out a lot. Exactly. And, and a lot of times we use our credit cards to fund our lifestyle. Yeah. And so one of the things, and when people say they want to get out of debt, one of the things we always recommend is that they they prepare a spending plan because if you don't know what you're spending money on you cannot figure out how you're going to pay down your debt now we here at the spend life well show we don't care what you spend your money on it's your money we are called and commanded by scripture to be good stewards 
of the gifts that we've been received that we received and the blessing we received in the form of a, a paycheck or savings and things. So we, we we must remember that. But guys, I mean, do we care if somebody goes to Starbucks five times a day? Do we do we care if they spend a little bit more than you and I at the grocery store? I mean, I don't care, Matt. Do you care? No, no judgment here. No, it's it's your money, and so we will never tell you how much you should be spending on any one given thing that's in your budget. But we will tell you that the most important thing that you can do right off the bat is simply just to write down what you are spending so that you know. And luckily, it's the new year. January is a great time to start over. Start over the budget and revisit how much money you're spending all around the different parts of your life. Reset and restart. Yeah. And this doesn't have to be complicated. I mean, no, not this at is all. not complicated at all. This you is can not with pen and paper. I mean, exactly. Or if you happen to use debit cards and even credit cards, you can just simply download statements. But what we want you to do is to write down on a on a notepad. It'll be a good thing to do. Try to categorize those expenses. So if you go to the grocery store and you're primarily are spending that on food, that expense should go into that food category. Okay. Or if you've got a car payment. That obviously is a car payment. Uh, same thing with rent and stuff like that. But the reason we ask you to spend a little time, and it shouldn't take you very long at all, to spend a little time to um, write that down, and that's what we tell people, write it down, is for you to observe any patterns. Guys, have you, mm-hmm. have you in working with clients over the years, have you all noticed anything with folks about you know things they might be missing, things they, they, they are spending their money on, any, any bizarre stories? I wouldn't say bizarre stories, but a, a benchmark that people always use is, is there money left over at the end of the month? With all the income and the expenses, is there any cash left over? And that's a very simple way to do uh, an addition subtra- subtraction and figure out how much you're spending. That's a great start. Yeah. yeah. A lot of people don't know what they're spending money on. Right. And that, that's what I was going to say. I don't have any crazy stories, but I, I do see time and time again, people don't know exactly what they're spending on. And when you keep track of it, when you document all those things and add it up, you realize, oh no, I spent that much money in food last month. And you know where to start planning and changing your habits. Right. The key there is you got to write it down because if you don't know where, where the money's going, you cannot take control of the money. And I think, Jesse, you bring up an excellent point. You know, we might use that as a, as a rough metric to determine if they're spending too much uh, to see if there's money left over at the end of the month. But a lot of times that's the exact opposite view of how we should handle our money. You know, the world wants us to fund our lifestyle first. Maybe we'll, we'll um, uh, use debt to do it. In fact, most people will use debt to fund their lifestyle. And uh, then we'll maybe save a little bit for the future. And if there's anything left over, we'll maybe uh, give that. And the Bible tells us that, that the biblical worldview of money management is actually the opposite. The exact opposite. The yeah. exact opposite. We want to give first. We want to save for the future. If we have to use debt, we do it wisely and prudently. The, the Bible does not say that debt is a sin, but we there's plenty, plenty of scriptures, especially in Proverbs, that say that the borrower is slave to the lender. And then finally, we fund our lifestyle. Think about that for a moment. That is something that a lot of people... <laughs> really don't realize so you know we come through this christmas season where we're inundated with marketing messages i mean any, any of y'all get your wives a, a new lexus with a bow on, on top 
Not quite. No, because if you were, I'd probably have to wonder if we're paying you too much. <laughs> but anyway, but, but um, you know, we're inundated with things, and, and we're given the message and the view that you deserve it, right? It's also just so normalized that you will go out and you will spend a lot of money this time of season. Right. Everybody. It's either on Lexuses or diamond rings. I mean, you can't watch a football game for 10 seconds without seeing a, you know, a diamond commercial. Yeah. Right? So we're just inundated with those things. There, there was a stat one time that I read uh, by an advertising agency that said that Americans will see, on average, about 5,000 marketing or advertising messages a day. Just think about on the way here. You, yeah. you drove into work this morning, and you passed a few billboards. You probably listened to the radio, um, perhaps, and maybe you saw someone sign on the side of their car. I mean, lots of different ways. 5,000 a day, though. Yeah, they're all simultaneously fighting for your attention. I mean, I, I could look around the studio right now, and every single product we are using has a brand on it. That's a marketing message. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So anyway, I, I just say that because we understand. We understand that there's so many different things that are competing for your dollars, but you need to take control of your spending plan so that you're telling at the beginning of the month where every dollar must go, that you control your money, not that your money controls you. So let's, you know, we got the spending plan down. Let's yeah. get into the paying off the debt. And on average... The average American household has somewhere north of nine or ten thousand dollars of credit card debt. That's a lot. So let's talk about credit cards. A lot of people think that credit cards are terrible and they don't even use them. A lot of people think that they're the greatest thing, they're the greatest tool in terms of cash flows for your personal finances. Other people abuse them. So are credit cards bad? Depends who you ask. Well, if we talk to our friend Dave Ramsey, we know we're not friends, but we listen when we've worked with Dave's group before and and he would say, absolutely, yes, credit cards are bad. And he, he suggests using cash or, or debit cards, which is not a bad principle. I, I don't think credit cards are bad per se. I think that the use of them can be a crutch and the use of credit card that can get you into trouble really fast. Yeah. So we don't really advise you to use credit cards. Uh, I mean, um, we've, we've seen stories. I mean, no one has really written about how they became uber wealthy by using their, their mile, mileage points on their credit card. I know. Yeah. And, I, and we run into people all the time and say, hey, I, was, I, I paid for my trip next year to, to on mile, miles. It's like, oh, okay, but. But you spent $30,000 on a credit card. Right. And they're paying interest in different things like yeah. that. I mean, how free was that trip? Mm-hmm. So you must be careful with with credit cards. So we're not against that. But maybe some of you have got some credit card debt, and your New Year's resolution is to eliminate that debt. Okay? What about, is there some sort of a litmus test to see if you're ready to use a credit card in your personal finances? Like, do you need to have, you have to have your budget set? Well, you've got to have an emergency fund, number one. Yeah. You've got to have emergency fund. We recommend if you don't have emergency fund, you start with $1,000 to get there. But we, you need probably three to six months of ca- living expenses. In cash. In cash. Mm-hmm. And that's the basis for any financial situation. But if you're not there yet, you first need to eliminate that debt, the credit card debt, the revolving debt that weighs so many families down. Um, you know, and, and that itself, you think about it, if you've got a credit card that you're paying 21% interest on, 
it's like you gave yourself a 21% return by eliminating that debt on that credit card. Mm -hmm. have, you, have either any of you all had any issues with credit cards in the past? Um, I definitely use my credit card all the time. Uh, I use it prudently and I am always paying it off. I don't think I've ever paid interest on my credit card. Um, I do get some, some cash back. There's lots of different types, you know, rewards and airlines and whatnot. I, I just prefer the cash back because I, I think it's easy. Um, but I'd, I have not gotten in trouble using them because I was taught from a young age to use them prudently. Good. Good for your parents. Good good for Mr. and Mrs. Hamilton. Yeah. Thank them for that because that's the way to go. Yeah. I think for me, rewinding, you know, probably when we were first married, uh, we definitely, and I would say we got into trouble, but we used it way more than we should have. Um, you know, we made big purchases and transferred balances and took advantage of, you know, 0% percent interest. Or, yeah. right, all, the, all the nice little attractive things when you walk into places and make purchases, they, they throw at you. And so it took us years to pay off um, our, the credit card debt that we had. We had quite a bit of it. But, um, you know, kind of circling back to the question that you asked, who should use credit cards? How do you know when you're ready to use credit cards? I would say that criteria applies the same thing as being able to pay down credit card debt. You, you have to have a system, you have to have discipline. And um, thankful that we developed our own system, we were able to pay that off. It took us years. We no longer have any credit card debt, but we did for quite a while. So let's talk about that system to, to get out of debt. Um, you know, we refer to it as the debt snowball, or sometimes we refer to it as the debt avalanche, because it really can get rolling once you get going with those first couple of cars. Now, there are a number of different experts out there that say this is the way to do it, this is the way to do it. What we really recommend, number one, is just make a list of your credit cards, your balance, the minimum payment due, and the interest rate that you're paying. That's all we want to look at right now. And, and once you do that, order them in terms of the smallest balance down to the largest balance. Like a dollar amount? The dollar amount, yeah. A, lot, a number of experts will say, well, you need to pay off the higher interest one first. That's going to save you more money. And yes, theoretically it is um, going to save you more money in the long run. But the reality is getting out of debt is probably 95% psychological. And so you need to train your brain that this is a good thing to be doing. And you need to have those early successes, right? You, you, you know, you talk about, I was watching um, um, NFL stuff yesterday, mm -hmm. and, and they were talking about, you know, the quarterback threw an interception, so you need to get his confidence back up, and so he throws little short, you know, passes and so forth to about do that. Build some momentum. Build some momentum, build some confidence and so forth. You need to do the same thing when you're trying to get out of debt. So I want you to look at the smallest balanced, the smallest credit card balance. That is your... Um, first priority. We're going to knock that out first. And then, uh, because we've done our spending plan, we know exactly where our dollars are going, you should be able to see, as Jesse said, is there money left over at the end of the month? And if there is, you need to allocate those dollars to paying down the debt. Now, you have to pay the minimum payments on every one of these, no matter what. To avoid the huge charges. Right. Huge charges, bad, negative uh, impacts on your credit score, and the I Love Debt score. Uh, you don't want these things impacting, but focus on that first. And let's just say that you've got an extra $50 in your spending plan that you can allocate to debt repayment. So if your minimum payment is $25 on that first card with the smallest balance, you're going to pay $25 plus the $50 that you've got in excess 
on your spending plan. You guys follow me on this? That's yes. Okay. That's, so that, that's you know most people would think, oh, I've got to get the biggest one first. Yeah, but it's like trying to to dine on a big whale with a toothpick. Yeah. All right. And, and you just... That's a, I've never heard that one before. Yeah, I just made that up. Trademark. Uh, well with a toothpick. Trademark. That's Mark Trice. Uh, anybody tries to use it, it uh, don't do that. Uh, no, but, but it really is. It's kind of like, okay, you're trying to dine on a giant, super huge fish with a toothpick, right? It's going to take a very long time, and you never can really get a piece of it because it's so big and overwhelming. And so the reason we focus on the smallest one is so we can have that, that psychological win to keep going on to the next one. The brain reward. Yeah, because it really is. It's all, it's all in our heads. We just have to maintain what we're our spending, keep it below the amount of income that we have coming in, and we'll have money to pay off the debt. I'm noticing a theme here. that The credit card companies are not on your side, and they're working against you to make money on you. Absolutely. And so if you're not training your brain to actively work against that, they're probably going to win. So what are some of those examples? You talked about the zero balance transfers. So there's always a catch. They yeah. say you can move it here. You have, move your money here and you won't have to pay a dime in interest for X amount of time period. Well, for years when we were struggling with juggling all of the debt that we had, we would have one credit card that we used that was a, kind of a balance transfer catch and then we'd use a different card for purchases and then over time, oh, we can't pay all the stuff that we spent on the spending cards. So we'd Roll it to a balance transfer card, mm -hmm. and it's just this big cycle, and they make money on you every time yep. you do it. Yeah, exactly. So, so you know, those, there's always a catch with those 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 gotcha. There's always a gotcha in there. There's a cost. So w once we paid off that first credit card, using that extra fifty dollars a month plus the twenty five dollar minimum payment that we had to put into there automatically, we pay it off. What are we going to do with it? What are we going to do with the card? Get rid of it. Get rid of it. Cut it up. You close that account. And I'm not worried about your credit score and that credit going away. We're doing away with it because we got to do we got to do away with the temptation to use it. Mm -hmm. Have you all have you all seen the movie Confessions of a Shopaholic? No. Okay. Well, I, I, this is it's a it's it's a girl movie. You know, nothing against the ladies in shopping, but it's just it's a girl movie. It's, the characters are all female. And yeah. stuff, the main characters. Well, she had problem racking up the debt using her credit cards and things. And for her, she was what she did was is she froze her credit cards in a big tub of water so that she had to literally take a pickaxe <laughs> and chip away at the ice to get access to her credit cards. Why even have that? I say shred the card, close the account, shred the card. I've had some families that would actually make origami art with, uh, or not origami, but they would basically cut up the cards in different pieces and things, and they, they go put it on a piece of wax paper. <laughs> they put it on a piece of wax paper, <laughs> stick it in the oven, and it was art. And they put it on their wall. It's just really cool. They put it on their wall, and, and, and now that's a reminder of them that they're always going to live within their means and spend less than they make. And they're no longer slave to the lender. So now, yeah, exactly. Now, once you've got that card paid off that you've got, you were putting $75 a month to it, you've got another $75 that you can attack the next largest card, okay? And so let's say that second card, the minimum payment was $75, and then you added another 75 to that, you're paying off 150 every month. Now, that one may take a little longer to pay down, but you're still applying that momentum to it. And pretty soon, you can pay down these debts. Now, we've got some calculators in our office. We can help you figure out how long it'll take you to pay off the debt based on your interest rates and stuff like that. If you're ever curious, send us an email. We'll send that to you. Uh, or give her call at office at the office at 800-491-4508.
800-491-4508. And rather than kind of keep going the illustration here, that I think that really kind of sets the tone there for really you got to figure out what you're spending. Mm -hmm. And then you got to do what? Make progress and start cutting up cards. Yeah, yeah. You got to you got to figure out where your debt is. A lot of people it is overwhelming to them to think about. And so they don't that's like I don't want to write I don't want to know. I don't yeah. want to know. And that that to me says you're not ever going to get out of debt. It's all behavioral finance. I mean, that, that's something that we all struggle with. And if you know you're making progress, you're motivated to continue. Right. Exactly. This worked for my, my wife and I many years ago, and I think it'll work for you as well. I know it sounds like Matt did something similar in his situation. Number one rule is, you know, avoid the debt, right? Don't get into that with the easy credit and stuff like that. Avoid that. But two, take hold of it. If this is your priority for 2022, we want to help you, and uh, we have resources available to you to help you, but we encourage you to go through this process. You will be liberated when you're able to pay down that debt and pay off that debt. You're going to have so much free cash flow. You'll be able to save. You'll be able to reach some of those other financial goals that you might have for 2022. So with that, guys, I'm going to close up and wrap up the show. Sounds great. We thank you for attending. Uh, this is the Spend Life Well Show. 